What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week 11 wide receiver start sits. So going through every single week 11 matchup, talking about all the fantasy relevant wide receivers, and then listing them as either a start fringe option or a sit. The starts are going to be wide receivers you trust as your wide receiver one or your wide receiver two, the wide receiver three. These guys are flex worthy. Maybe you have to fit them into like the wide receiver two spot if you have players on buy injuries, but they're more of those flex options, wide receiver threes. Um, and then the sits, obviously, going to be players that you would prefer to keep on your bench. We're going to start it off with the Thursday night matchup, Bengals taking on the Ravens. Now for this game, I'm going to be assuming that uh, T. Higgins is not able to give it a go. Seems like a long shot because he was ruled out. It wasn't like he was a game time decision for Sunday. Seems like a quick turnaround for him to be able to give it a go. So that's the assumption I'm making here with the Bengals. So obviously you're firing up Jamar Chase as a very, very strong start high-end wide receiver one. And then Tyler Boyd, I have him here as a fringe option. In a better uh, matchup, I'd probably have him as a start. Um, but going up against the Ravens, it is a tough matchup, so I have him more as a fringe play. But he looked really solid in terms of fantasy production um, in the game without T. Higgins on Sunday. Now for the Ravens, say Flowers had a decent game. I'm going to keep him here as a fringe option. He really just hasn't showed much of a ceiling so far this season. The touchdowns haven't been there. Um, and just looking at this Ravens offense, they do like to spread the ball around. There hasn't been a ton of passing volume from the team, which is obviously going to uh, hurt Zay Flowers. So he's going to be a fringe option for me. Fine wide receiver three. And then I'm going to be sitting Odell Beckham. Had a big touchdown in the uh, Browns game. But outside of that, the volume and consistency just really haven't been there. Now pivoting over to Sunday, we have the Cowboys taking on the Panthers. And I'm pretty much just going to be starting these teams wide receiver ones. So for the Cowboys, I mean, CeeDee Lamb has been on an unbelievable tear. You got to fire him up as a high-end wide receiver one rest of season. Then we have Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup, who are both coming off of strong games. That entire Cowboys offense just like went nuclear, I guess, uh, with the exception of Tony Pollard. But I have both those guys as sits. Brandon Cooks has actually been able to string together a few games, but the consistent volume just hasn't been there. And then same thing for Gallup just not enough consistent production. Now for the Panthers, I have Adam Thielen as a start. It does seem like it's possible this Adam Thielen thing is starting to unravel a little bit. He was on an unbelievable tear. Last two games haven't been as great, but I definitely think he's still startable. There's probably going to be a lot of passing volume in this game from the Panthers, just based on the way this game will likely play out against the Cowboys. So it is a tough matchup, tough defense, but the volume should be there for uh, Adam Thielen to rack up. Hasn't necessarily been super aligned on touchdowns. It's been the volume um, and just the amount of receptions he is putting together. Now, the next game is going to be a divisional matchup between the Steelers and the Browns. And for the Steelers, I mean, pretty much all these wide receivers coming off of down games. I am going to keep Deontay Johnson as a start and keep George Pickens as a fringe option. Since Deontay Johnson has returned, George Pickens really just has not been able to command a lot of volume and the big plays just haven't been there. So he's suffered. It was also an overall just kind of rough passing attack day. They were having a lot of success on the ground. The volume just wasn't there. So Deontay still very confident in his ability to command targets. And that's why I have him uh, kept as a start this week. And then for the Browns, when Deshaun Watson has been healthy, Amari Cooper has been a very, very strong fantasy wide receiver too. Elijah Moore had his best fantasy game of the year. Going to have him as a sit, but Deshaun Watson starts to improve a little bit. Elijah Moore definitely could enter that fringe territory um, sometime later on in the season. Another divisional matchup here between the Bears and the Lions. And I mean, these two teams pretty much just have 
two uh, fantasy relevant wide receivers, one on each team. So DJ Moore for the Bears, Amon Ross St. Brown for the Lions. Now for the Bears, I'd hope Justin Fields is able to give it a go. It seemed like there was some shot he was going to play on Thursday night or last Thursday night. So a week and a half um, from then to Sunday. I'd hope he's able to give it a go. Even if he's not, I still think Moore is playable, but it's the difference between like probably a fringe wide receiver one if Fields is healthy compared to more of like a back end wide receiver two if it is Bajent. And then for the Lions, I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown, another one of these wide receivers who have just been wildly impressive this season. It's kind of funny because it felt like um, heading into the year, you had like that tier of wide receivers with Amon Ra. Um, AJ Brown and CD Lamb. And it was, you know, there was a lot of debate on who are you taking, which guy do you like in that group? And really the answer was any of them. They've all been crazy impressive. So if you were choosing from that tier, you're probably doing pretty well this season um, for fantasy. Now, the next matchup is going to be the Chargers taking on the Packers. I just have one um, startable wide receiver here. It's Keenan Allen, another wide receiver who has just been balling out, coming off a massive game in the uh, week 10 loss to the Lions. Quinton Johnston flashing something maybe, but definitely not playable. And then for the Packers, I was someone who was high on Christian Watson heading into the season. I wanted to shoot for that uh, high ceiling I thought he had. It has not panned out. It has been rough. He has been a complete non-factor for fantasy. We've seen guys like Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Reed have some decent games. It's just that none of these wide receivers are consistently commanding volume. So a guy like Dobbs is getting into the end zone Reed has scored some touchdowns. Even in a plus matchup, I still just don't want to rely on any of these wide receivers because the lack of volume is just not there. Um, They all have very, very low floors. So all those dudes are going to be sits for me. The next game is going to be the Cardinals taking on the Texans. And for the Cardinals, even though Marquise Brown really didn't do much in Kyler's first game back, he was actually pretty close to having a pretty big day. Kyler missed him deep on which would have been a very long touchdown. So that obviously changes things fantasy wise. But I think Kyler looked pretty impressive. I believe Marquise Brown is very talented. So I like him as a wide receiver to play. Micah Wilson, um, someone I'm still looking at rest of season, not going to be playing him this week, but someone to keep an eye on, potentially pick up off of waivers. Then for the Texans, obviously you're firing up Tank Dell. Dude has been crazy impressive as a rookie. CJ Stroud continues to ball. Nico Collins missed the uh, week 10 game. If he returns, I think you start him. And then I have uh, Noah Brown as a fringe option. Weird spot here, kind of had been a journeyman wide receiver, then goes out for back-to-back 150 plus yard receiving games. I'd feel much more confident playing him if Nico Collins was not active. But even if Collins is playing, I still think you could throw Noah Brown in your lineup at this point. Just kind of try to ride the hot hand there. Next up is going to be the uh, Vikings taking on the Jaguars. And for the Vikings, I have D-Hop as a uh, fringe option. What we've seen over the past couple of weeks is kind of the situation I was concerned with when I talked about having D-Hop as a sell-high option after week eight. We had the explosive Will Levis debut. um, And since then, the Titans offense has kind of gone back to being pretty flat, um, back-to-back flat performances there. I just think it's tough to expect a rookie quarterback in Will Levis to come in and overcome an offense that's really not all that talented around him. So over the past two weeks, the Titans have passed for 461 yards and zero touchdowns. Diop has gone four for 60 and then three for 27. We'll see if the Titans can show some offensive upside, especially through the uh, passing game here against the Jaguars. But as of right now, I don't think you can confidently fire up Diop as a locked-in wide receiver too. Now, on the other side for the Jaguars, I have Christian Kirk as a start. Continues to be the better option than Calvin Ridley. Ridley's probably going to be one of my biggest misses this season. 
took the swing on him. Obviously, there were some factors with him missing a lot of football. It has not panned out. Kirk has been better. I like him as a start, potential wide receiver too. Calvin Ridley, I still have him as a fringe option. I do think it's a decent matchup here against the Titans. I still believe he's talented, but the consistency just hasn't been there, and he really hasn't had uh, much of a weekly floor, which is definitely concerning. Next up is going to be the Raiders taking on the Dolphins. Devontae Adams, I've been sticking with him. Had a solid game, even in a tough matchup against the Jets. I like him as a start moving forward. I think I talked about this last week. I do think pivoting away from Jimmy G is going to hurt Jacoby Myers a lot more than it's going to hurt Devontae Adams. Because if you're only able to support one weapon, I'm going to put my money on it being Devontae Adams over Jacoby Myers. So I have Myers as a fringe play. I'm not sure how much volume is going to be there. The touchdowns are probably um, going to be few and far between, but I think he's shown he's talented. He's found ways to put up production early on in the season, which is why I'm keeping him as a fringe play. And then for the Dolphins, this is locked in every single week. Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle fired both of those dudes up as solid starts. We are going to have a divisional matchup between the Giants and the Commanders. Really not a pretty uh, wide receiver matchup here for the uh, Giants. Sits all across the board. We know the drill here. And then for the Commanders, Terry McLaurin, really not a great game. Um, the Commanders spread the ball around a ton. I still have him as a start. He's going to be like a fringe wide receiver two week to week. Jahan Dotson had had back-to-back strong games with Curtis Samuel out of the lineup. Curtis Samuel came back in. Jahan Dotson was a complete non-factor, so going to be sitting both of those players. The next matchup is going to be the Buccaneers taking on the 49ers. For the Buccaneers, Mike Evans just continues to ball as their wide receiver one. He's obviously a locked-in start. And then I dropped Chris Godwin to a fringe play. I kind of always thought that the gap between Evans and Chris Godwin would start to close. That has not been the case. Mike Evans has just doubled down, continued to be dominant. And Chris Godwin has been, he's been fine. Um, He's like a wide receiver three, playable as that week to week, but definitely not someone that you fire up as like your wide receiver one or wide receiver two and feel great about it week to week. And then for the 49ers, honestly, a pretty all around strong day for that team. A lot of weapons you have to feed and all of them had pretty nice fantasy days. George Kill had the big touchdown. CMC, despite not getting into the end zone, continues to produce. And then Brandon Ayuk, Debo, both those guys scored. I think they both had 14 plus PPR points. So you continue to fire up both of those guys as probably solid wide receiver twos. Um, Ayuk maybe has an argument to be a uh, fringe wide receiver one. We're going to have a divisional matchup between the Jets and the Bills. For the Jets here, Garrett Wilson continues to be peppered with targets. You continue to fire him up as a wide receiver two. And then for the Bills here, Stephon Diggs coming off a down game. Not super concerned. It seems like the trend is just to like dump on Josh Allen right now. I'm not going to be a part of that. Um, I still think he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think probably at worst, he's a top five guy. He has supported Stephon Diggs all season long. You got Trayvon Diggs coming out saying Diggs needs to get out of there. To me, it's crazy, right? You're paired with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. They're still in the playoff race. Obviously, you're going to continue to fire up Stephon Diggs as a very strong start. Now, Gabe Davis is someone who I've been listing as a fringe option. Obviously, he has a very low weekly floor, pretty high weekly ceiling. This is just a really, really tough matchup here against the Jets. I don't have a ton of confidence that Gabe Davis is going to go out there and put up a great game against these uh, Jets corners, this Jets secondary. So I'm going to have him as a sit here. Would prefer um, not to play Gabe Davis this week. The next game is going to be another divisional matchup between the uh, Seahawks and the Rams. For the Seahawks, I have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf as fringe options. It's just gotten to the point where 
they haven't been consistent options where you want to fire them up as a weekly wide receiver two. I believe both these guys are wide receiver threes in terms of points per game. I feel like that's where we're at at this point. Geno Smith coming off a pretty decent game against the Commanders, but prior to that had not been super impressive. JSN has definitely had an impact. I could see an argument for him being a fringe option, but I do think Lockett and Metcalf are better plays. And on this passing attack, I don't know if I really want to be starting three of these options. So I think JSN has been encouraging, but in terms of having like a super high weekly ceiling, it's not there. And I don't think the floor is uh, super secure either. So I could see an argument, but would prefer not to play him. Then for the Rams, we'll see if Matthew Stafford's able to return this week. Right now I have Cup and Puka as starts. I think even with a different quarterback, if it's Carson Wentz in there, I would still have these players as starts. I think they're both very talented. I think McVay is going to be able to uh, manufacture enough touches for these guys to be solid fantasy options. Then on Sunday night football, we have the Vikings taking on the Broncos. For the Vikings, we could be getting Justin Jefferson back this week. If Jefferson's playing, obviously you're going to fire him up as a very strong start. And then for Jordan Addison, continues to be very impressive. Joshua Dobbs has just been one of the best, if not the best story so far this NFL season. So Jordan Addison, also a strong start. And then for the Broncos, um, Portland Sutton's going to be a fringe option for me. Had that crazy touchdown catch. Nice game on uh, Monday Night Football. I just think the weekly floor is very, very low. There hasn't been a ton of volume, but he is clearly the uh, top wide receiver option here fantasy-wise. So uh, Sutton's going to be a fringe option for me. It's like a wide receiver three play. And then obviously uh, sitting Jerry Judy. And then the final game of the week, Eagles taking on the Chiefs. A little Super Bowl rematch here. Um, for the Eagles, A.J. Brown, obviously high-end wide receiver one, coming off the bye week, but prior to that had just been on a massive tear. And then Devonta Smith, I think he's a nice wide receiver two week to week. For the Chiefs, completely different story with their wide receiver room. Iversheed Rice as a fringe option. He continues to give you somewhere in like that 10 PPR point per game area. But I do think he has the opportunity to potentially come out and surprise some people with a bigger role here on Monday Night Football. We typically see these rookies kind of get a bump after the bye week. He has been by far their most productive wide receiver. So if he came out with a bigger role, I wouldn't be super shocked. So I have him as a fringe option, and I think he could have some extra upside rest of season. Also an Eagles defense that, you know, regarded as one of the better defenses in the NFL. The secondary has not been great at stopping opposing wide receivers. So a decent matchup here for uh, Rice this week. So that's going to wrap it up for all 14 week 11 games. I hope you guys enjoyed the video. Hopefully this helps you uh, set your wide receiver lineup. I'll have my running back wide receiver rankings coming out on Thursday morning. The running back start sits are already up if you guys want to check those out. But thank you all for stopping by. Smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, and I will see you all in the next one.